Hash House and Circle Up. Welcome to On On, the Hash House Harrier podcast for interviews, history, and stories. I'm your host, Ra. Today on the podcast for the first time, we are in Iowa, in Cedar Falls, with a longtime hasher who's dressed for the occasion. We'll make sure we get a picture up there. It's Gatekeeper. Welcome. Thank you. Gatekeeper. So let's get everybody and me to know you. Let's start with your hashing history. When and where and how did you get to your first hash? Uh, my brother-in-law, uh, Fratman, in Philadelphia, got me involved in uh, August of 1984. Wow. Uh, the guy that got him involved was Chicken Man. And my brother-in-law passed away a while back of brain cancer. And I just found out that Chicken Man, who moved down to North Carolina, just passed away last year. And I was pretty sad because I was hoping someday to meet Chicken Man again. But, you know, life doesn't <laughs> work that way. And after being in Philadelphia, oh, sorry, <laughs> I made sure that I was going to be working. My alarm would go off, <laughs> so right. I didn't forget. <laughs> I've met a chicken man along the way somewhere. He was an older gentleman, of course, like us. So after being in Philadelphia, I moved back to Boston and somehow became involved with the Boston Hash House Terriers. More or less, I revived it. <laughs> Let's stay in 1984 for a bit. What's do you remember what season of the year it was? Summer. Summer. So it was. Was it the Philadelphia Hash House Harriers? Yes, it was the original Philadelphia Hash House Harriers. From the depths of memory, what can you remember about how many people were there? Was there circle singing beer? Was it like we see hashers today? Uh, there was circle. There was singing. There was uh, a horn. Basically, I would say there was about I, about 40 people. It was a pretty good crowd. you got to remember back then, you know, this was all before pre-anything. And so in the end, you know, you would get a write-up and then they would tell you where the next trail is going to be. You know, everybody knew where to go. And uh, then you had a phone call. You'd call some people to tell you where the next trail was. Let me pluck out some of this stuff. Okay, so you've got about 40 people, men and women, kids and or women, adults? Yes. All adults? All adults, yes. And what was your impression of that first run? Did Were you well briefed or did you know what to expect? And what did you think of the antics at the end? I think I was well briefed and I loved it. Just simple, loved it. You know, it was my, my people and I loved going cross country and trekking and going through mud and all the other stuff. It was just an absolute blast. Cool. How long did you stay in Philadelphia hashing? I stayed until for about a year, and then I ended up back in Boston. Okay. So in that year, did you hash most weeks? Some weeks. I, you know, I was in and out. I hashed about maybe about a half a dozen times. So. Yeah. Okay. So, and then you found out about Philadelphia hash. You went to it. When did it come to your attention that there were other hashes in the world or the States or anywhere? When I was moving back to Boston, my brother-in-law told me there's a hash up in Boston. Did you get on the hash right away when you got to Boston? Yes, because I had more free time. So what was it like culturally to see the second hash? Were they similar to Philadelphia? Was it different? Did you prefer one? Boston was dying on the vine. Oh, wow. I mean, really dying on the vine. Like uh, how many people? I would say four people. Oh, wow. Okay. 
Any of those you remember? Uh, Ernie Hayes was the only one I really remember, and he was the yeah. one that tried to keep it going, but he had other issues. So You took uh, it. I took it over. a matter of fact, they wanted me to set a trail, so I set the trail, and nobody showed up. <laughs> wow. So I ended up uh, taking it over. Then uh, I think a few people started coming, and one of them was Call Girl. She was about the only one that started coming, and I started taking over. Then, lo and behold, there was a guy named Sparks. Ole was his name. He's from Norway, but he lived in Australia, and he was the one who did the first inner hash in Sydney. Right. Cool. And his company was so pissed off at him, they transferred him to Rhode Island because they found out there was no hash in Rhode Island. <laughs> And I had already signed up on the on the uh, what's we call it uh, the uh, the hash registry, so he got a hold of me. <laughs> I got a hold of him. He managed to find my place in Boston, which before GPS that was almost impossible. And he was trying to start start a hash in Rhode Island, but he knew we were in trouble, so he was coming up on our runs and bringing people from Rhode Island up for it. Mm. So eventually, we started working our way up and then he wanted to start the Rhode Island hash you know as we got more people in Boston we all went down there but unfortunately I could not make the uh, Virgin Lake because I was taking a trip to Australia I had incriminating evidence against the Sydney Harriet <laughs> well, who was that I think it was, her name was Bubbles or something but it was just funny because it was a picture of her making out with uh, Sparks and uh <laughs> And again, you know, I mean, and this was the fun time when you didn't have internet, you didn't have this, you just had a picture and you're trying to find this girl. I found her and I said, I, I got incriminated against you. And she was like, what, 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 what? And I showed the picture and everybody just laughed. That's brilliant. <laughs> Sparks, was he based in Providence? Was that the start of the Providence hash? Uh, it was, no, he was in Woonsocket, Rhode Island. And that's where it started was Woonsocket, Rhode Island. Oh, okay. You're forming the hash with Sparks' help and you had Call Girl maybe. Yes. For the traditions, did you form it like Philadelphia or was Sparks come with his own Australian traditions? What was the culture of the Boston hash recreated? Uh, both of them were similar. We did a lot of singing. Uh, we had the ritual circles. The problem I have with hashing today is a lot of people don't do the circles. Mm -hmm. There is not the pagan rituals and the virgin sacrifices that we're used to. I make sure to keep them going. Uh, Spark brought the same thing, but the funny part about it for Sparks was he decided, okay, we have to have a symbol. You know, we have to have the hair. He never heard a foghorn leghorn in Rhode Island red. <laughs> <laughs> Some people listening to this outside of America won't know they're cartoon characters for right. in the Bugs Bunny, Porky Pig, uh, Elmer yeah. Fudd range, yeah. Yeah, so this was the original patch. We told him it's going to be a Rhode Island red rooster for the Rhode Island hash symbol. Nice. <laughs> so that was one of the funny things. Uh, we did the first cross-country ski hash uh, that I know of. You know, this is back in the 80s. But we kept the Boston, you know, I mean, we, we would go back and forth. Uh, they ran traditionally on Monday nights, and they still run on Monday nights. Uh, Boston was, I think we were doing Thursdays and then weekends when the weather got rough and stuff like that. How long did it take to build up to a good-sized pack in Boston? Good story, and it may take a little longer, but I'm going to go with it. 
basically, we were trying our best to keep it going. We wanted to do a marathon weekend hash, and hardly anybody from the area showed up. Target was a hasher from Philadelphia. He set a trail in Rhode Island for us. And we had Wild Bill and Alouette from California there. They uh, come there, and it was just, it was a piss poor hash. Sorry, guys, piss poor hash. But we were able to be at a certain location on the uh, Boston Marathon Trail to have a beer check for them and all the, uh, all the other uh, marathoners. I think it was a six altogether. We got ridiculed in a write-up by Spock, who used to write a newsletter out of California. Mm-hmm. I was ripped to pieces. So I got a hold of him. I got a hold of some people from New York with um, Ian Cummins from right. New York. So these are some of the old timers. And I said, okay, you guys asked for it. I'm setting another one up next year. And you guys better start promoting this and getting people up. We started getting more and more people in. And we got some people from uh, MIT that graduated there. So we ended up sending a Boston Marathon weekend hash that was by far one of the wildest and the craziest and the best. And we had one jackass from New York. His goal was to, you know, run the trail before we set it and cut out a lot of stuff. And I was so pissed off at him because I had things set up to go by Cheers, go into the, you know, Boston Gardens and all this other stuff. And he took out some of the best parts of my trail. Well, the... The good part about it is he got lost <laughs> and everybody was at the awning and there was a place called the Muddy Charles on the MIT campus. And we party like there was no tomorrow. And the people that ran it said that we were one of the best parties they ever had. And the comment was we danced on the edge, but we never went over. <laughs> nice. And so that now is the start of the Boston Marathon weekend hash that's still continuing right to this day. And what do you think was the first year? Was it 85? What year was the first year? No, no, This was, I think it was 87 or 88. I'm not, brain farting is is my thing. I never write these things down. Indeed has been a long running and big time event that people will go to, even if they're not marathon runners, to to experience the Boston Marathon Weekend. And certainly a lot of Boston hashers over the years will come back, if only once a year for that event, right? Yep, correct. How how big was the biggest one you remember? The biggest one I remember is I think we had maybe 70 people. Wow. Uh, Who were some of the people that grew out of that first small group to become leaders of Boston Hash in the 80s or early 90s? We had um, Rectal was the uh, Hash Cash. He was good at that. (laughs) The fat one. Cargill, but uh, unfortunately, I got laid off at Raytheon, so I left there in 91. Okay, well, and, by this time, had you gotten your hash name? Uh, my hash name was given to me in Philadelphia. Okay, how's the, what's and, the story of that? Well, I looked like Rick Moranis when I wore my glasses back then, and basically, Ghostbusters oh, was a big thing. You're right. They screwed up. Sigourney Weaver was the gatekeeper. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, you you should be named... Keymaster. Keymaster, right. But, tradition of a hash. Once it gets <laughs> written up in the, uh, the write-up of the hash, it's gospel. <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay, so that takes you for seven, eight years of hashing. And what happened after Boston? I went down to Philadelphia because I got laid off and uh, at Raytheon and ended up in Iowa. Uh, I started a hash 
in Ames, Iowa, right? Because that's where I was living. But the problem with the state of Iowa is you what you have 2.5 million people in the whole entire state. It's not a very big state. But ironically, this was 93. Another hasher was starting a hash in Cedar Falls. Right. And there was a group of people in Iowa City that were trying to get a hash going. And none of us knew each other. That was the crazy part about it. I kept it going in Ames and we had some good times there. And then because Iowa State's there, so that works out good. And then my wife and I, I got married while I was in Ames. And I got a job offer at John Deere. That's how I ended up in Cedar Falls. So Ames kind of, uh, you know, it's in a hiatus is what we call it. And now there's a group of people trying to get going. But there's another group of people in Des Moines trying to get their hash going. And then we got a hash up here in Cedar Falls. And then we got one in Cedar Rapids. Basically, the whole state has these mini kennels, best way to describe them. And, uh, you know, we try to help each other out to keep it going. Did you land in Cedar Falls or in Uh, Iowa in Ames first? Ames first. I landed there in 92 and got the hash going in 93. Have you been able to hash the whole time or have there been spells where there just wasn't anything going? Uh, No, I kept on hashing more or less. You know, I'm not saying we did it every week, but I would say at least once a month. We kept it going pretty good. Up here in Cedar Falls, we kept it going real good. Uh, and then, uh, of course, COVID came in and really screwed everything up. Yeah. So, uh, well, we've got a few decades in between 1991 and COVID. So let's talk yeah. about that. Among this time, after you moved out to the Midwest West of the U.S., were you ever able to get back to Philadelphia or Boston? Uh, Philadelphia on occasion because uh, every Christmas I would go back there. As for Boston... I had not gotten back there until last year. Wow. Uh, my goal this year is to do a hash in every state in the Union. Now, the one hash I never did in New England was Vermont, so they had a weekend hash. Then I went down to Rhode Island uh, to visit up with some hash friends I haven't seen in a long time, uh, which was Bondo Jovi mm-hmm. and Basket Boom Boom, and then the fat one who was more or less Boston. And I finally did the hash in uh, Rhode Island, and... They said you're a backslider, a 30-year backslider. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was fun. I mean, it, you know, life came in, got married, had a kid, you know, you know how the whole, whole thing goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kept more busy in the Midwest, went up to Minneapolis. They have their uh, hash house area group up there. Uh, got to Chicago, did a hash there in Chicago. We set up certain th- uh, things that kept on going. Like when we were in Ames, uh, we would do this... Uh, run called the living history farm run it was an actual run mm-hmm. but if it was through the mud the muck and the beer we kind of one year said let's do it in red dresses so we knew who the founder was and he said sure well we were the hit then we would end up at this bar called uh stormy's the stormy's was an old fogies bar and one of the guys remembered it when he was in college in des moines we became their entertainment yeah. And that had gone on until COVID, unfortunately. There were so many people showing up for this thing, and everybody was in red dresses. Then it became everybody's in non hashers were up there having, you know, doing the same thing. Yeah. So we kind of started that, but unfortunately, that race has now been canceled completely because of COVID, which is sad. Yeah. Because it was a lot of fun. And the bar just loved us. You know, I mean, they, you know, there was a bunch of old people were singing the songs or laughing in hysterics. Yeah. I asked whether one of these one of these women that was really attractive for her age, and that was unbelievable too. So, again, we kept the Midwest going. And then while in Cedar Falls, I became grandmaster there. Long story short, 
a young girl shows up that is old enough. I'm old enough to be her dad. Matter of fact, I met her parents and yes, <laughs> we're the same age. She got it going too. She got more people involved and she really loved it. And then she moved down to Columbia, Missouri when their kennel was dying and she got that going. So Columbia, what's her, what's her name? Uh, her name is uh, Spunky Booster. Mm-hmm. She got this, this relay race they call Brew to Brew. And that was from Kansas City to Lawrence, Kansas. And we made it a hash relay race with other teams. And, and at the end, we would have a big circle. And that was really a riot in itself. The best was a picture we had taken of the whole group. And there was this one short hasher. I mean, she was about five foot, real petite. And while the picture was being taken, they tossed her in the air. And they got the picture while she's flying in the air above us all. <laughs> That's great. Now, during all this, I mean, you started a lot of hashes, so you had to be in charge of it. Were you always in mismanagement once you got to Boston forward? Yeah, they wouldn't let me go. <laughs> Anywhere I went to, I was always mismanagement. I was trying to get people to take over the thing. You know, I would have a mutiny against myself and put somebody else in charge, that kind of stuff. It worked out pretty good. Uh, the one thing I, I really had problems with is getting people to be the religious advisor. I had the knack of being able to run a circle real well. And what, what's a circle like when you run it? What's your approach and what do you do? My approach is you go with the flow, but you bring them in, you let them go, you bring them in. Certain things are going to happen and you kind of go with that and then stop it. You know, we do have our pagan rituals, you know, uh, FBR, first one in, the hairs, the, the traditions, mm-hmm. you know, accusations and so on and so forth. It can run itself, but just people are not comfortable with that. I'm able to talk to anybody and keep things going in a conversation. So I think that works out good for me. Matter of fact, we had this event called Mink, which is the uh, Missouri, Iowa, Nebraska, Kansas, like a mini interhash. And we had last year in, uh, you know, in Missouri, and the guy that was doing the religious circle uh, was giving tribute to the crown porcelain king. <laughs> so they, they grabbed me, get me into the circle and start running it. And I'm like, oh, come on, guys. Now, so what was good about it was I told people, look, if I forget something, just come up and talk to me in my ear about it. You know, you forgot to, you know, dedicate something to these people or these hatchers or this, that and the other thing. Which works out good, you know, and uh, I'm not a strict thing, but what I really like is spontaneity as much as you can get it. I will give you a story that is hash legend, and it's true. I uh, was at Winter Hash, Colorado, the Inner Hash. We were the losers. We ended up with the worst trail you could ever imagine. And so we get to the circle, and we ended up with a four hour circle, 21 cases of beer. All spontaneous. Nice. <laughs> and, you know, people that were there were just like, how'd it go? And the, the, the religious advisor, the guy was there, he was like a, he was a, a drill instructor and everything else. And he just, he had the same thing I did. He just let it keep on going and just kept on going and just not stop like there was no tomorrow. So <laughs> do you remember his name? No, I don't remember his name. I remember the group that was, uh, that was started from there was called the Gay Unicorns because he was going to give the hash shit was a plunger. Mm-hmm. And so I took the plunger and put it on my noggin. And one guy yells out, it's a gay unicorn. All of a sudden, all the guys that had the receding hairlines all put in the plunger. <laughs> so you have all these old farts up there. And we're the start of the gay unicorns. <laughs> all of a sudden, the, 
they wanted to see our junk, the women did. And we said no cameras, you know, because I'm, you know, you know, back then it was just cameras on the cell phone, but we didn't want any cameras. And all of a sudden a camera went off and everybody was really upset. But, you know, we just kept on going on. We found the picture. You didn't see a damn thing. It's just you saw all these women like crunched down and looking at the guys and the guys were just standing there. You didn't see anything. The picture of the camera people. Yeah. 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 So, which was funny. You know, these are the crazy events I've been to. But again, being a religious advisor and running a circle, see too many people that want to have spontaneity. And don't want and they want to create the spontaneity when you have to let it happen. Mm-hmm. So I was capable of doing that. Are there people who love running circle, have a knack for it? How are you when you're not in charge of the circle? What kind of audience circle member are you? Well, I like to get the get some of the uh, the songs going, like the hair song. You know, I think that that's important. So I have realized uh, that you have to let people run their circle. You know, you may not like it, but they have to be able to run it. Like when I was up in Vermont, there was a girl running the circle and I, I would have done things differently. But she did her thing and did it well. And I got to accept that. They have to learn to do it and everything like that. And I compliment her. I said, you did a good job. You know, I would have done it different, but that's me. And that's a good attitude. It, it's sometimes for some people, it's harder to control when you, once you've added alcohol. But <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> One of my rituals was I, I, Alouette. And mm-hmm. I, you know the Alouette song, correct? Of course. Call Girl in Boston was so pissed off at me in Alouette because she was just upset. So she did an Aladinky, one to <laughs> me. And you know, an Alouette, when you screw up, you got to drink a beer. Okay. And trying to concentrate is not easy. So she's trying to do it to me, and she's screwing up, and she's drinking. And at the end, she said, I didn't realize it was that hard. Mm. <laughs> but again, these are the spontaneity. These are the things that I really like, you know, imagination, things to do. You know, unfortunately, the hash is not the hash it was in the past. And what has changed, and for good or better, or worse? Uh, not for better. And what has changed? Uh, when I went up to Vermont for the weekend hash, I'm an old fart, let's face it. One of the other guys was there with poles to walk with. We did the trail, no matter what. You have a group of people. We never leave camp. Yeah. I, I'm against that. I'm sorry. You're here to hash. You get out there in the mud, the muck, and the beer, and that's it. You know, you're not here to sit around and, you know, partake. They had a major problem in the San Diego inner hash because of the write-ups that people were showing up that just wanted to go to the on-in and party. Mm-hmm. And they didn't want to do the trails. And finally, they had a way of getting around it. They set 10-mile trails, and the, you get to the end when you get there. And that kind of put an end to that. But now I just feel that this... There's too many people. It's just a reason to go out in the woods and just drink and not even do hashing. And I'm I'm against that. I want you to be doing the trails. And I appreciate the Turkey Eagle trails. You know, I mean, I can't do what some of the young people can do that I used to be able to do. But I still want to do a trail. I still want to go through the mud, the muck, and the beer. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, what about bar crawls then? Is that part of hashing that's valid to you? Uh, yes and no. It depends on what you what what the thing is. I don't approve of the bar crawls if it's just something to get shit faced drunk. But I do the fact that you you know hit a bar here, a bar there. Yeah, that's that's normal, you know. But right now, doing bar, bar crawling is so expensive. You want to you know you want to buy your own beer. No, I, I, I'm against the total shit face type of stuff. 
is what I'm against. <laughs> yeah. All right. You mentioned a couple of events. Did you get to any other regional events or big national events over the years? Well, I was at the 50th anniversary in Guadalajara, Malaysia. I have a picture of me and horse. Nice. So that was 1988. Right. Right. So, and horse, we're talking about Horse Thompson, one of the original five. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And how I got into the inner circle there was the fact that Sparks <laughs> let them know that I was there. And that's how I got into the inner circle. And what do you mean by the inner circle? What, how, what was the inner circle? Well, that's all the guys that are running it. Let's face it. You have about 800 people there. Who's going to all get involved with the people in there? But I was brought in by the guys. Oh, you know, Sparks over there. Next thing you know, I'm talking to all these gentlemen that are running this show. Mm-hmm. So that's the inner circle, if you understand what I mean there. Okay. Yeah, horse wasn't around that much longer after that. Uh, did you get to any more inner hashes uh, or inner Americas? No, that, that was the big one for me. I was in uh, Australia. Of course, I hashed in Australia. And again, Sparks was the my end to everybody. Matter of fact, uh, when I was running with the Sydney... Hash house, the, the male, back then it was male and female. So it's a hash house area, it was a male. And I was running with them. And one of the guys I was running with was the vice minister of finance in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> and at that time, the economy really, you know, wasn't doing too good. So that was interesting. Of course, the inner hash, I was at Philadelphia's inner hash. And that was one of the best inner hashes ever. Mm-hmm. Everybody's still trying to compete with that and you're not going to compete with it nobody has been able to come near it and everyone i've done so far nice uh you've done other inter-americas uh yes i've done uh colorado uh, winter park i did uh georgia i did the hash cruise did texas did uh canada twice Uh, that was one up in edmonton and the other one was in uh, toronto 2005 right all right you've gone to you've gone to quite a bit well you've met you you have met quite a bit of people you've traveled a lot you're wearing a hash coat there with a lot of patches on it what's your favorite or approach to collecting patches and t-shirts on are any favorites how long you been hashing i started about six months after you did okay remember when it was swapping shirts yeah, Waukesha, I managed to actually show up for just a couple hours. I couldn't stay the whole weekend, and I got a, a Harriet to trade me her whole outfit, standing okay. outside the bathroom. Sure. I was in the, the 50th anniversary, and we're doing a trail. One of the females from the Perth hash wanted my shirt. So we, we do this, and it's like, uh-oh, everybody's going insane on this one. But we're ready to do the shirt, and they said, no, 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 you got to stop. Wait, 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 we we got to make this a ritual, okay? We get up on these two chairs. There's this stack of beer cans behind us. I mean, just immense. They were stacking the beer cans. All of a sudden, somebody starts banging on a drum. I don't know what it was. We rip our shirts off, and she's flashing like there's no tomorrow. Somebody throws something against the beer cans, and they go crashing. Anybody that had a can of beer in their hands was just waving it around, beer all over the place. It's total mayhem, right? Just for a t-shirt swap. That's great. That's great. All the perf guys come up to me and say, we've never seen her tits before at all. (laughs) And this gets back to the inner circle. And it's like the gatekeeper got this. And next thing you know, they're dragging me into the inner circle and say, what the hell happened? (laughs) So do you still have that t-shirt? Oh, no. But I got pictures. (laughs) 
Okay, well, that's good enough. All right. Well, so yeah, so several hashes in Sydney. Uh, there's certainly like the Sydney posh hash where the average age is probably 82. Yeah. Been, they're running forever and still going strong. Yeah, that's yeah. a great thing to experience. So that's a couple continents. Did you get anywhere in between North uh, America and Australia? No, uh, I did a, a hash in Ireland. That was about it. Um, that, that gives you uh, that gives you Europe, Asia, yeah. Australia, North America. Yeah. That's quite a big coverage. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, uh, my goal is I, I retired in 2020, January 2020. John Deere made me an offer to get out, and I took it. <laughs> And I was planning to do all this stuff. And then this stupid pandemic comes in there. And now life is just a little bit difficult, if you know what I mean. Sure. Uh, so far, I've done, I did Kentucky, I did Tennessee, winter, I did Arizona, New Mexico, I'm going to be doing Oklahoma, the end of the month, and I'm hoping to get Michigan in. I finally got to go to Commotion by the Ocean. When were you there? Uh, last year. Okay, that's why I had to miss that one. We weren't allowed down from Canada. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm over it. COVID's over. It's done. That's it. Let's just get our life back to normal. I'm tired of hearing it and uh, running around with it and all that jazz. I just feel that we need to move on and get going and get back to hashing and stuff like that. I'm, my recreation center in the city here that I live in, we're finally getting everybody back to normal. What I notice is everybody has a a belly now because sitting around doing nothing and drinking more than they should be. <laughs> well, let's talk about commotion. Uh, a lot of people have been there. It's a, it's, it's a limited event. About 100, 120 can go. What was your experience? How'd you like commotion? You know, what's good about it is I grew up there in Philadelphia and I used to camp with the Boy Scouts where we ran mm. and it's called the Pine Barrens. And I was like, when I was doing the trail, I was like, boy, that brought back memories. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's where the Sopranos went to bury people, too. Yeah, yeah well, we can say that, but yeah. <laughs> it's a flat thing. Uh, the Where they have it, uh, what I like about it is there, there's no chain anything on that island. Yeah. Which is good because uh, it kind of keeps it from the Jersey Shore that I remember, but it's too expensive. Uh, that boat cruise was funny because I was talking to the guy about his engine and his boat. And he's there. Yeah, we're going to have to replace him. I said, so you're going to do John Deere? And he looked at me like, what? How do you know? <laughs> I says, I work for that division in John Deere and the Marine engines. And he said, you did? <laughs> that yeah, that shit, shit happens, does that boat Thursday before the event. Of yeah. The yeah. So that was nice. Uh, and, you know, getting to see people. And unfortunately, uh, uh, Jackson wasn't able to make it because he was sick. Mm -hmm. So I kind of got bummed with that because I, I've seen him so many times, you know, and it's just, I was hoping to see him again. I won't be able to make it this year. Uh, my wife and I have some other trip planned, so it's just the way things go. Mr. Jackson almost died from his amoeba disease. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. That was unbelievable. Yeah. So Muddy Ocean was fun. It was, I, I had a good time. Matter of fact, they said it was the best weekend they ever had there because normally the, that, those two weekends before Memorial day, and the weekend before, the weather's always horrible in the New Jersey areas, you know, rain, cold, miserable, you know. Mm -hmm. So I've been to it a bunch of times. There have been some hot ones and there have been some wet ones. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you about other misadventures on trail. Have you ever gotten yourself hurt on hashing? <laughs> Staples in my leg. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> that was at the, the mink, what I call, and that was down in Missouri. And it wasn't on trail either. <laughs> Basically, uh, it's the, the situation when one grandmaster, all grandmasters drink. And they had this little stump 
in the circle, you know, a little log, log stump. Yeah. You know, didn't see it. And I was going to see uh, Spunky. <laughs> hey, Spunky. And I go over there with my beer and I hit the log and I fall down. Spunky's like, oh my God, he broke his leg. And I pop back up, spill a little beer, no problem whatsoever. I'm like, I'm okay. I'm stopping my legs. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. And they're saying, you're not fine. You're not fine, gatekeeper. What do you mean? I'm fine. I'm fine. You're not fine, gatekeeper. You're not fine. Really. It's, stop it's, it's not supposed to point that way. No, no, no. <laughs> but never pointing. There's blood coming out. Oh, okay. Some girl pulls me down. You know, she was a nurse. She says, lay down, lay down, lay down. Pulls the sock down and goes, oh my God, and puts the sock back up. And I'm like, oh, come on, guys. Stop the kidding. You know what I mean? And then we have bronze buns. She comes up and she pulls the sock down, takes off her shirt and rips it and starts turning me up. Wow. And so I'm like, okay, I can make it to the car. Nope. These two army medics just carried me to the car and embarrassed the living daylights out of me. <laughs> and I get to the hospital, the emergency room. And the doctor is saying, okay, I know this involved beer. I says, yes, you're right. But I was not drunk yet. <laughs> And he's looking at it and says, okay, I got to stitch it up and everything like that. And I told him, uh, Doc, uh, I'm doing that bicycle ride across the Iowa that he knew of. And he says, okay, let me get my staple gun. So he gives me 10 staples in my leg. And I had to do rag ride, the bike ride across the Iowa with those 10 staples in my leg. Ah, hard guy. Nice. That's a, yeah. good, one. That's a good one. Have you had to rescue people or got anybody lost that you didn't see him for a while on any of your trails? I got lost once and the two dogs that were running the trail got me to the end. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, rescue dogs. It wasn't far, but it was so funny. The dogs show up and say, what's the trail? What's the trail? And they just got me to the end. Yeah, over all these years, have you run in any or been part of any white powder scares and events or run-ins with the officials? Uh, Boston. One of the girls that set the trail put too much flour and we got written up in the paper. Oh, yeah. Anything happen on the day or were you unaware of it till the paper? Unaware of it till the paper. Oh. No. We had one stupid thing in Boston. We set a trail and we didn't realize the trail went by a gun range. <laughs> I didn't set it. Funny story now. It's all, all all laughs and giggles now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. Right. What happened was that they stopped us, the cops. It was a cop gun range. And they said, you know, there's a gun range here. He says, but that's the trail. Oh, yeah, that's right. We normally block that trail off. Mm. So they had us all, all together. And they said, okay, go. <laughs> and we all yelled, run for your lives. We're shooting. <laughs> <laughs> It was kind of weird because in Boston, you would get some of these people that were real. Uh, we had one woman that actually cleaned up our trail and was complaining to us about how dare you put, you know, flour in this. Place. That was kind of stupid. Uh, I, I do remember doing Waukesha. You know, we met at the bar and we all had the cheddar heads. Yeah. And then we're running down this, uh, the lakefront and all these lovely houses. And one woman comes out. What are you guys doing? I would have other. Oh, have a nice day. Whereas in Boston, they would probably be calling the cops. Yeah. So you have this legacy, uh, certainly of Boston, of restarting the hash that has survived. How does that feel to have a you know, connection to long-running hash like that? Oh, I, I enjoy it. I go out, like I met a few people uh, at the Vermont Hash, and they all want to talk to you and stuff and ask you questions. I was thinking about going out to this one. Uh, this year, but the uh, mayor of Boston wants everybody vaccinated, and I am not I have a minor heart condition, so I'm not taking any vaccinations. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, or fortunately, I caught it over Christmas anyway. So 
you know, I did it the old fashioned way, <laughs> but uh, I'm hoping next year to, to try to get out. And my goal yeah. is now that I got a new car to drive out, drive to areas like I drove to uh, Phoenix. Yeah. Well, there's been a couple of people that have hashed in all 50 states. We try there, you know, half mind, half hyphen mind.com. I put on a, where have you hashed? So you can go out there, get an account and check all your boxes and see where you rank. If you're pursuing that goal. Oh, definitely. So it's it's called halfmind.com with a hyphen between the half and mind. It was started by Flying Booker. Booger. I took it over, and Doofus White Boy from Florida was the first guy who made it to all 50 states and then Quick Drawers. And they've been out of mink, so you probably I, I know Quick Drawers. I, th- I assume that you do. We've been hashing about the same. Uh, he started a little bit earlier over in Asia, but he's been out to mink. And that's one of his favorite events, too. Yeah. Uh, he first showed up in, in Cedar Falls. Ah. That was a while back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think he organized one of those after Winter Park. He organized an event to, to pick up Wyoming or something. Too. Yeah, you have to. There, there's no hash in Wyoming. Yeah. And somebody told me that if you convince the Denver area hashes, they may go up to a Cheyenne and say, set a trail up there. Yeah, you get the so, checkbox. Yeah. yeah. Well, what do you think about the future? Yeah, now for you... It's uh, it's about the same as me. It's 37, 38 years since you got to your first hash. And you've seen that hashes can come back from nearly dying. What do you think is the future of the hash decades from now when we're all gone? Will the hash still be here? Will it be like we know it today? Uh, I got to hope for it. But my problem now is I've never seen so many out of shape people in my life. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the most most pictures from hash groups now are not an adver- advertisement for fitness. That's true. No. You know, everybody that did a hash when I was that age, you ran the trails and you could do it. Nowadays, I mean, I think I can do a better job than some of the kids in their 20s, which is sad. Yeah. When did you see walking start? Everybody was a runner or at least an attempter. When did it when did it change you, do you think? I, I can't really make that judgment because basically uh, I just started, I, after I retired, I found out that I got arthritis in my left hip. So that's causing me to have some issues. You would have uh, a chicken and eagle trail like uh, Minneapolis does the no wimps run in January. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's a cold, that could be, you could be have a death march in the tundra up there. <laughs> uh, and so what they do on that trail is, they have the, you know, a longer trail for the runners and a shorter trail for the walkers, but you're still doing the obstacles, if you don't understand what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, you know, climbing some hills, doing this, doing that, that's a, a trek. And basically what it boils down to there is once the sun goes down, they come get you because you're not going to be doing anything outside when it's dark. And so that's a different thing. I don't know when the walking started because in my kennel, we still run. I'm the one that's doing the major walking because of my issues. But I just see a younger generation of people that just don't want to run. I don't know. I don't know when it, I don't know when that transition happened, but it's happened and all. I'm hoping it keeps on going, but I really want people to get back into shape. One thing I noticed in some of the kennels, everybody's smoking pot. Really? Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I know it's legal in certain areas, legal is not, but it's just the, the whole idea is to go out, camaraderie, sing some songs, have a good circle, blow off a bunch of steam. I think the the smartphone and the internet has screwed up a lot of things. Sure. Because people, they want to be a lot of anonymity. They just want to 
go and have a good time. And uh, that's the sad part about it. Now, your wife, is she a hasher? No, no, no. She and I uh, met met bicycling. You know, we uh, do a lot of uh, cross-country biking as such. Well, we've been on trail together for sure because we have so many overlapping events and probably had a beer together. But I wasn't in North America until about 2004. I was I spent 15 years in Egypt and hashed all over the Middle East and that kind of stuff. So I missed a lot of American hashing. I was MC in Toronto and in Savannah I did one night. So I, sometimes I don't get to mix as much as some people. I'm often involved in some of the organizing. But, did, did, were you involved in the Toronto Inter- uh, the America's Interhash in Toronto? I was the MC for the weekend. All right, so you're the guy at Fort York. Yes, it's great. I, I often wear a wig, so when I come off stage, nobody recognizes me. But we have this great photo looking over the stage, looking over my shoulder, and you can see a clock tower, which is where my wife moved to Toronto and married, and you can see our first condo in the background of that photo. Well, I remember your statement very well. Oh, no. Oh, it was a good one. Okay, guys, all you Yanks, this is Fort York. Now in the War of 1812, a bunch of, bunch of guys went down to Washington, D.C. and burned it down. Then a bunch of you Yanks came up here and burnt this fort down. And we've been friends ever since. Yeah. Yeah, there's a disputed island between Canada and Finland. And every so often, a boat will land from one country and move the flags and leave a bottle of whiskey. <laughs> And then the other country will come back, pick up that whiskey, move the flags farther over, leave another bottle. So, yeah, they fight well. Yeah. <laughs> Give you a little. You remember Bullwinkle? Oh, yeah. Remember there was, I forget what the island was, but neither Canada and the United States wanted it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Did you ever get involved in writing up past trashes? Was that something? Ah, uh, you- yes, but I'm... I'm, dys- I'm dyslexic and writing is not my best subject. That's why I was an engineer. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got a question that's going to be great to ask you. Is the RA always right? Yeah. <laughs> if not, he should be. <laughs> All right. Yep. Thank you. Have a good one. On, on. On, on. Okay. We've ta- covered 38 years with Gatekeeper. This is the On On Podcast. Hasher stories, Hasher voices, Hasher history. New episodes every week. Till next time, On On. This is Ra. To close the circle, here's the Hash Anthem sung by Mother Hash. Swing low, sweet child.